1: This is Season 5 of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn.
0: This week on the show, dreams and what they really mean. Useless money information, (laughs) we could use more of it, and useless history information. Plus, we'll open up the mailbag
1: and the headline from news from around the world, Farting Fiance is
0: Flabbergasted. Totally Useless. Information, it's everything you never needed to know.
1: Welcome to episode number 19 Back to the Fourth Grade. <laughs> and it's time for Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy as they present Dreams. Wake up, wake up, dreams. Oh, wow. Wow.
0: boy, I want to go first. You go first, but boy, are you farty in your dreams. Okay, ready? The first dream dictionary. Yes. Now, now you can go to a, any bookstore and get a dream dictionary. And believe it or not, a lot of the things that are in that dream dictionary date back to 4,000 before Christ. Wow. The Egyptians were no joke. They were serious about dreams. They thought that dreams were very, very important and that they were foreseers of the future. So if that's the case, that's a good thing, because Heidi Klum, I'm getting ready for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what she's going to say, in your dreams. Yeah, and (laughs) even though it's not a science, that book, that Dictionary of Dreams from 4000 BC, the Egyptian book, is still used today. Um, Wow, that's amazing. Okay, Uh, people have asked me, because
1: they stop me on the street all the time, do they stop you? (laughs) To mug you. Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, no. Are you in New York? No, in Toronto, actually. They ask me, hey, do animals dream? So I tell them, well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for stopping me and asking me. Since the 1950s, scientists have found evidence that many mammals and birds do indeed dream. Almost Hmm. all mammals and birds that have been studied from dogs and cats and duck-billed platypuses, because, you know, you always need a duck-billed platypus, Say that without spitting on the screen. And even reptiles, by the way. They seem to go into the stage, which is REM or rapid eye
0: movement sleep. Oh, I like REM. They're a good band. They are. (laughs) You know, I always wondered why I'm so tired all the time. And then I read this stat. If we add up 4.6 dreams per night and each dream lasting for 20 minutes, we dream for six years of our lives. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I dream about sex probably 80% of the time. So 4.6, 80%, that's about four and a half Mm -hmm. dreams per night times 20 minutes. That means I'm probably, I've, I probably dreamt maybe four years of sex. Right. That's why I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Again, in your dreams yeah when i feel bad for heidi klum she must be tired too she
1: must you know (laughs) when you said you you were you were tired from dreaming i thought you were going to tell me that well last night i dreamt i was a muffler this morning i woke up exhausted (laughs) 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 dreams can be a sign of underlying stress or anxiety or listening to this program exactly (laughs) one of the most interesting findings about dreams is that many people experience them similarly i I mean everybody If you've ever experienced this, and think about it, that you're on the brink of sleep and had that dream of falling, just as you're about to fall asleep, you're not alone. Many people report that dreams are are falling. They're dreaming of falling, being naked in public, and losing their teeth.
0: Yeah, That would bring Mm -hmm. on anxiety. Mm -hmm. I dreamt that I was toothless, naked, and falling. Is that a (laughs) problem?
1: Yeah. I was (laughs) naked, and I fell, and my dentures fell out. (laughs) <laughs> while someone is asking me if animals can dream
0: it was a horror dream i'll tell you it was terrible i was naked in the street all the clothing stores were locked solid and the only thing to eat was corn on the cob and i was toothless <laughs> as you're listening to totally useless information with nick and roy most people do not dream in bright vivid color no oh. in fact When people participating in the study were asked, almost every single person in the study said that they dreamt in muted colors. Some women even uh, said that it was pastel colors. Again, muted colors. So we cannot dream in bright colors. So could you see the designer being asked, um, you know, well, there were pinks and blues. (laughs) <laughs> Boy, there's more
1: semblance in your in your uh, microphone connection here all of a sudden I'm sorry uh, Yes, oh, what are you, Canadian now? Uh, yes Hey, there's nothing wrong with it No, not at all Listen, so remember the, uh, the previous fact I gave you Someone stopped me on the street and asked me Hey, do you know if animals dream? That very- Say, hey pig <laughs> No, <laughs> hey pig The very same person stopped me Because we we're on the same corner again waiting at the red light And they said, hey yeah. They asked me, do babies dream? I'm like, I'm glad you asked. Believe it or not, babies begin dreaming even before they're born. During REM sleep, their eyes do move back and forth just like an adult's eyes do. Some scientists believe that the fetuses dream while they're sleeping. Just like babies after birth, they probably dream about what they know, which is the sensations they feel in the womb. Absolutely incredible study.
0: Yeah. You know, pe- people stop me in the street. And it's funny, too, because they must be French, because they call me a dirty French, like, bun. They're like, you dirty batard. No.
1: <laughs> it's better than calling you a dirty Cinnabon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is batard a bad word? I think it is. I'm not I think sure. think they're calling me batard. I'm not sure. By analyzing 50,000 dreams, researchers found that most dreams are negative No, they are not positive. They contain negative emotions, anxieties, frustrations, and above all, definite high stress levels. Told you. I told you. Right. So basically, dreams are exactly like marriage, only you're asleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some people are asleep while they're married.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So some people have... False. (laughs) Was that your wife? Uh, False awakening (laughs) dreams. Okay, so these dreams are when the sleeper believes they've woken up from a sleep session. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, Ted Wallison was is a friend of ours, a friend of the show. In fact, we were on his radio show and he had this saying where he said, have you ever dreamt that you're awake? Ted Wollison has his own podcast. So after you finish listening to our podcast, go to the Ted Wollison podcast and he has you some great Ted interviews there. So thank you, He's Ted. Cool. So, so this is basically the same thing that you've woken up. Are you from throwing a, names around Nick? Not at all. I'm not throwing names. around. You're a, no. a one upper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, One upper <laughs> yours. Um, so the the sleeper, you, the sleeper have, you believe that you've been woken up from a sleep session while you're in the middle of the dream. So you're
0: dreaming that you're awake. how does this sound totally use this information with ted and roy no (laughs) no doesn't have the same thing
1: you only know him for 40 days you know me for 40 years false awakening dreams are a hybrid state that overlaps with wakefulness and sleep so you can do a little bit of both yeah exactly As you're listening. <laughs> so now that we've woken you up, we're not woke. We woke you up. As you're listening to totally It's a woke show. It is. We woke you up. Could you imagine having a morning show? We woke you up every day. You're listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy.
0: Wall Street, Bay Street, NASDAQ, Henseng, loonies, toonies, Dollars, and Yen's. This is On The Money with Nick and Roy.
1: Yeah, so this is one of our brand new uh, topics, which is On The Money, and uh, we have a, a business proposition for you businesses out there, so stay tuned for that. But let me tell you that the largest bill to go into circulation in the United States was a $10,000 note. Hmm. Do you? The U.S. government once decided to produce higher denominations of bills, for whatever reason. That's why there were banknotes of five hundred dollars, one thousand, and even a five thousand dollar banknote. But the largest note ever issued for public circulation was a ten thousand dollar bill, which featured a portrait of Salmon P. of Salmon P. Chase. I love Salmon, don't you?
0: I, I had it today. A little bit of smoked salmon and lox. It was very nice for the schmear.
1: Buddy, you you making fun of me? Not at all, Mr. Schmier. Uh, so, Salmon P. Chase was the Secretary of the Treasury from 1861 to 1864. The bill was taken out of
0: circulation because not so many people were using it. Gee, really? Yeah. Yeah. We spoke about plastic Canadian money last time. That's right. And on the money topic. So let's talk about U.S. currency. Mm-hmm. Our paper dollar bills are not paper at all. No. In fact, yeah, no, they're 75% cotton, 25% linen. That's what they're made out of today. There is no paper in them at all. They're 75% cotton, 25% linen. In fact, during Ben Franklin's day, there was so much more linen in the dollar bill that people would actually sew dollars together that got ripped. Oh. So it was not uncommon to take a dollar bill that had a s- actual stitching on it. So did they come with washing
1: instructions, you know, wash in cold water only and tumble low?
0: Yeah. I guess like some people they pulled out their wad and they had big a really big wad and other ones had a little one and then yeah. big you? wads and little wads, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And then there's a guy named Richard Wad. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course.
1: (laughs) A U.S. dollar bill. Now, we don't have dollar bills up here in Canada. We have loonies and tunies, which we talked about in the very first installment of On the Money. We have uh, dollar coins and two dollar coins. So, in the United States, you have the one dollar bill. Each bill weighs one gram, and you need 454 of those bills to equal one pound. Okay? If you have one million dollars in singles... It'll weigh over a ton. That's crazy. A suitcase of $1 million. And, you know, Roy and I always walk around with suitcases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah sure. Basically, what we're saying is we have a lot of baggage. Anyway, yeah, someplace
0: you got to put your money.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, honestly. Exactly. A suitcase of $1 million in $100 bills weighs 20 pounds.
0: Yes, it weighs 20. Well, ours actually weighs 21 because there's the $1 million in the bills right. and then there's the pound of of uh smoked salmon right (laughs) (laughs) absolutely of course i love this one what happens to all the old money in the united states you know sometimes you go in the bank and you'll have a tear in a dollar right and they literally give you a new dollar and they take that dollar back it then goes into a bag i guess for uncirculation it does not it's no longer circulating
1: right
0: so what do we do with them so a lot of people say they'll get burnt and all this stuff. That is not true at all. Oh, you're We hurting. trash them. Oh, In fact, we compost and mulch them. Really? Or we believe they get mulched anyway. They actually go to a farm in Delaware. Now, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but... Joe Biden, the president of the United States, yeah. was a senator
1: from Delaware. Well, you talked about how it's made out of linen, so you do want to wash your money because the money can get dirty. Sure. Especially That's- if you're wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a five dollar bill you're wearing? Are you happy to see me? Yeah, exactly. No wonder George Washington was smiling on the one dollar bill. Uh, <laughs> see how i recovered that after, yeah, after yeah. world I war him. after world war one hyperinflation wrecked havoc how and, was world war one nick i know you you were oh there. come on <laughs> listen you shouldn't talk you are two months older than i am i am i am and i said but that i in never your, said i
0: wasn't watching world war one i, I so know and you're I, the one you're the denier nick. and
1: i told you that in your good ear after after world War what after world war 1 hyperinflation wrecked havoc on the german currency ca- causing it to lose almost all of its value did As, it reek or wreck it he, it wrecked it, well it reeked it. <laughs> no it wrecked it, it? No. <laughs> they got really excited no hyperinflation and it wrecked havoc wouldn't it wouldn't be reeked no it, it reeks if it smells <laughs> Anyway, it lost most of its value is what we're trying to say. At least I'm trying to say that. As a result, they would give the money to the kids to play with. And many Germans used the paper as wallpaper.
0: Yeah, because of the hyperinflation. Exactly. Yeah, that was was called the Weimar Republic. That was crazy. It was. And now we have a new section to talk about diction. Here's Nick. (laughs) You know how a vending machine sometimes takes a dollar And then spits it back out at you So annoying when that happens Because And then you kind of, you do stuff to it You unravel it, you try it again Then you realize there are cameras in the building And you look like an idiot Because you tried it like 35 times That was you? That was you, wasn't it? Now, let's do the disclaimer. We're not telling you to actually do this, but if you'd like to with one buck, it's worth a try. Okay. Take the dollar. Yeah. Put it in the microwave for 20 seconds. It will come out crisp. I tried it. It does work. It straightens the money out. (laughs) No, i don't want you to go over 20 seconds because we're unsure what's gonna happen maybe just maybe ben franklin blows up i don't know <laughs> well what i was gonna say george was, washington yes. he's gonna, he's totally bald and has no eyebrows <laughs> what i was going to say
1: and this is where we think along the same sick wavelength here so yes. how do they know 20 seconds did the trick so they started at 60 seconds and it yeah. didn't work. Then 30, and then eventually they, 20 seconds was the sweet spot.
0: They did a study that cost them 22 bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say 26, but yeah, with hyperinflation, 22. So I am in Toronto, Canada. Roy is in Fort uh, in uh, Fort Myers. I almost said Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah he's on spring it. break. He's on perpetual spring break. Uh, yeah. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And up here in Toronto, actually north of Toronto, by four hours, is a place called Sudbury, Ontario. It mm-hmm. has on display a 30-foot replica of the Canadian nickel. The 30-foot nickel is a replica of the 1951 five-cent coin it was issued to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the discovery of nickel as an element. The replica is located on the grounds of the what they call the Dynamic Earth Museum. Oh, you got to go there up in Sudbury. Yeah, nineteen.
0: 19- like yeah. Dynamic Earth Museum.
1: Oh, yeah. Dynamic Earth, exactly. 1964. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a definitely a a tourist hotspot.
0: Yeah, it's a ground roots movement. It is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Canada is one of the major world producers of nickel. So it makes sense. No, but it that place that,
0: is dirt poor. But go ahead.
1: It makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a,
1: you know what? If I had a nickel every time someone went up there, yeah. Is that it? That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel every time, every time someone said, "That's it." <laughs> Get ready for this fact. Yes, you need to know this. All right. First off. If you're listening to the show and you like it, go to Uh nickandroy.com and you can listen to over a hundred shows. And send us an email too, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, nickandroy.com. So get ready for this fact, 2020, Mm -hmm. that's the year, Mm -hmm. the U.S. printed 26 million currency notes, not dollars, currency notes of all different denominations. The face value of those 26 million notes was $974 million, and it took nine tons of ink to print those 26 million currency notes. Every day? The U.S. printed every day $970 million. Wow,
1: 26 million currency notes every day. Wow, and nine tons of ink.
0: Now with Biden in there, who the hell knows what's going on? By the way, they could be printing, you know, fifty million notes for all we know. Hunter might be in there, okay, doing some of Uh, his artwork.
1: In case, in case you didn't (laughs) notice, Roy is a member of the Rhinoceros Party. (laughs) Uh, By the way, so I I teased you earlier. If you're a business and you're listening to this program, thank you very much. And you have a very clever name for your business. We'd like for you to reach out. Go to nickandroy.com, click on Contact Us, and Mm -hmm. you send us your clever and unique business name, and we'll put you on the show free of charge. We'll give you a free business listing right here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy in our On the Money segment. For example...
0: Why are we giving it away? No, no, because Is people because we're maybe, that nice. We're
1: that nice. So, for example, up here in Toronto, there's a store, a tennis store called The Merchant of Tennis. Quite clever. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. And one that our friend Jay Glinsky uh, from Columbus High School he sent me this meme. It said it's a furniture store, and it's the Shack of Sit. I love that. So, if you have a clever and unique business name, email us at nickandroy.com. Contact us, and we'll put you on the show. And you're listening. To totally useless information with Nick and Roy. What
0: happens today is history. What happens tomorrow is history. Yeah. In that order,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: The Russians know how to party. When World War II ended, the streets broke out in parties in the Soviet Union. Every block, there was a big party. Russia has a national reserve, like you guys in Canada have the National Maple Syrup Reserve. Absolutely. Because vodka is such a big export for them, they have the National Vodka Reserves and have had it for 100 years. It ran out in 22 hours. The entire country was out of vodka. Less than one day. They had consumed so much vodka in in Russia that the Germans got some guns and took over the entire country <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and handed out German currency to wallpaper their houses and said, here's an aspirin. You'll be better tomorrow. So up here in Canada, of
1: course, we have a reserve of maple syrup because we tried putting pouring vodka on pancakes. Didn't taste the same. Didn't taste too good. It's not bad. No. <laughs> now, we all remember Cleopatra. Yes, she's uh, a smart you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. All right. One, listen, one day age will creep up. Cleopatra was so smart. She was fluent in nine languages. Ancient mm-hmm. Greek, ancient Iranian, ancient Parthian, Syriac. It sounds like a disease, but it's not. Ethiopian, Hebrew, Arabic, and
0: Troglodyte.
1: Nine wow. different languages.
0: Harvard, yes. speaking of speaking of a quality education. <laughs> Harvard, Yale, Vassar, and Brown. Sounds like a disease. They're, they're the top colleges basically in, in, in the country.
1: Yeah.
0: From nineteen forty to nineteen seventy, they required freshmen to pose nude what? for a photo shoot. Whoa, 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 what? Yes, they, were, they, they said that they were gathering material in a massive study on rickets. Rickets is like a bone disease. Right. You get like a hump in your back. You get bowed legs, you know. So I don't know why they wanted naked pictures of young people, but they did. And they really weren't that good at choosing these wonderful uh, models for their photo shoots. They chose George Bush. They had Hillary Clinton, Meryl Streep. I'll be honest with you, not one of those people that that I just mentioned, I I really want to see naked. No. Definitely not Hillary Clinton. Meryl Streep, nah, don't want to. And George Bush is the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, all right. Uh, Are you a good speller, by the way? I'm not. I'm a horrible, horrible
1: speller. By the way, here's a bonus useless fact. The word misspelled is one of the most misspelled words in the English language.
0: In fact, I I entered a spelling bee one time, and I got thrown out like right on in the beginning because I couldn't even spell my name. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Roy,
1: ro wait, don't tell me. (laughs) On July 22nd, 1962, NASA was about to make history. They're all excited that Champagne was being chilled, right? Mm. The Mariner 1 rocket was about to be launched. NASA was about to celebrate one of its highest achievements and maybe it'll be like one of like the the the, the project that's going to uh, really get ahead in the space race, right? It would take pictures of, of Venus and other planets, right? Guess what? Less than five minutes into the flight, the Mariner One exploded. Wow. And $80 million, poof, went just like that. The root cause for this disaster, a loan-omitted hyphen... Somewhere deep in the hand-transcribed mathematical code caused the explosion. A lone omitted hyphen.
0: One little hyphen in the code. And blew blew the whole thing up. $80 million just like that. You know, you got Canon and Nikon. Well, I had a Mariner camera one time, and I dropped it, and it took a picture of Uranus. (laughs) It's pronounced
1: Uranus. (laughs) Uranus. Uranus,
0: yeah. Yeah, Uranus with me, let me tell you. Back in the 16th century, it was believed that eating a dead body would cure all diseases. Oh, that's lovely. Yes. Hey, I'll tell you the truth. You, you know, you cure it, or maybe a little pickling can't be so bad. The highest delicacy, though, was not just a dead body. If you could get your hands on a piece of an Egyptian mummy, then you were supposed to be, like, you, you You would eat that and you would be healthy for the rest of your life. And you know what song
1: they sang? It tastes like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> that song was first written. What was that
0: song that, um, what was his name that he sang? King to it. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin, right, Steve on Saturday Martin. Night Live.
1: <laughs> what a nuisance. The Metropolitan Police Act of 1839 criminalized a range of nuisances for example knocking on a door and running away it's a nuisance flying kites is a nuisance singing obscene ballads is a nuisance and sliding
0: on ice on the street is a nuisance Lighting on ice. What if you didn't do that intentionally? I mean, what is yeah saying, you know Like singing a song like and I told her to shut the front door. Oh, no, okay All right
1: So what if you're flying a kite and you slip on the ice because you're not paying attention while you're saying I've
0: told Nick to go Fly a kite many a time (laughs) So,
1: so what is, what happens
0: to these people so technically
1: get, all of these activities are still offenses within the Metropolitan Police area of London England Ooh. and you can be given a fine of up to 500 pounds oh my
0: god yeah it's a well, heavy if you weighed 500 pounds and you were slipping on the ice you'd be a nuisance I'll tell you the I was truth is if, say, you, hit, if <laughs> you hit a car you'd knock it right out of- that's why 500 it's
1: a heavy fine
0: but you'd never lose the kite I'll tell you that' no, you don't. <laughs>
1: Are we in England? No, we're not. Not yet. Well, I as no, as a matter of fact, I beg your pardon. I stand corrected. We are in over 60 countries.
0: That's right. I think England is one of them. The it UK, certainly is,
1: never. it is. And we're all over Canada, of course. In fact, we're on the
0: iHeartRadio Radio Talk Network. So I take that back. I love the Beatles. And uh I love me a good little shepherd's pie. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're on
1: the iheartradio talk network as well as on every podcast platform so thank you for listening to totally useless information with nick and roy we are now in seven canadian markets on the radio so you
0: can't get rid thank of us. You thank, thank you guys thank you so much it's because of you guys listening that's right and you're going to nickandroy.com and you're sending us emails and we, we love it we love you guys thank you so much yeah. 100 million years ago nick can you tell us about it? No. The Sahara Desert yeah. was a lush oasis. Right. The Sahara Desert was like a forest of trees and life and vegetation. In 2009, fossil hunters, which that's a pretty weird job. You know, I'm going hunting, honey. I'm going looking for fossils. Right, right, right. You can't eat them. They they found the bones of a galloping crocodile what yes this is a scary thing it was a massive crocodile about three to four times the size of a crocodile now so you're looking at like a 20-foot crocodile you're looking at a crocodile the size of a bus okay with like six foot legs and it could run and gallop Like a horse, the speed of a horse. So we're talking about, what, like 30-something mile an hour galloping crocodile?
1: scary, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then climate change happened, and the crocodiles all started buying electric cars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a crocodile croc, if you ask me. Well, you think that, you know, I mean, we're, we're all busy, worried about climate change. This stuff happened 100 million years ago. I thought you said. Right?
1: I thought you said they discovered the galloping gourmet.
0: No, no, the galloping crock. I thought it was a crock when I first read it, but That's it's not. Right. And use the crock pot. Oh, yes. Yeah. First, sixth, and sixteenth.
1: Okay, they're not measurements; just the first, the sixth, and the sixteenth. Is that uh, Heidi Klum's measurement? No, no nowhere <laughs> near it. First, sixth, and first, sixth, and sixteenth presidents. John Quincy Adams was the sixth president of the United States holding office from 1825 to 1829. Sadly, on February 23rd, 1848, Adam... How was in 1848. (laughs) It was great. I remember it then. I recovered it on the news. (laughs) Adams suffered a massive cerebral hemorrhage on the floor of the House of Representatives and died in the presence of fellow congressman Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president. Aside from knowing future President Lincoln... Adams had also known the first president of the United States, George Washington, making him the only president to know both men. Oh, wow.
0: So he knew the first and the 16th president. That is correct. Wow. That's pretty cool. Okay, folks, that one you need to rewind that and listen because it's a little confusing, but it's cool. It is. As you're listening to Totally Useless Information
1: with Nick and Roy, you go to our website, as we have mentioned, and what's the website, Roy?
0: Uh, nickandroy.com. That's www.nickandroy.com. And you click on contact us like these people did. What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail?
1: Danny from Greenwich, Connecticut writes, Dear Nick and Roy, we love listening to your show. We can't wait for your new episodes every Thursday. Here's my question. Is it possible to sneeze with your eyes open? Well, according to some doctors, closing your eyes is a protective mechanism to help you avoid illness or infection, but it may be possible for you to keep your eyes open when you sneeze, but the doctors don't suggest it because trying to sneeze with your eyes open your your eyeballs might pop out of your sockets. No. It's called globe subluxation. You know, it can rolls off your tongue. That mm-hmm. means that your eyeballs temporarily and painfully protrude forward far enough where it gets really painful and it, you can dislocate it. So if you're going to sneeze, close your eyes. So thank you, Danny from Greenwich, Connecticut.
0: Yeah, one time I had a squeeze between two parked cars, and that happened to me. Yes.
1: <laughs> that was you.
0: Looked like one of them Stretch Armstrong dolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm dating myself now. Okay. Doreen from Portland, Maine. Hello, Doreen. I Yes. Hi, Doreen. She says, I have now heard over 75 of your shows. You and Nick are hysterical. Mm-hmm. I went to nickandroy.com, she says, and she said, and I've listened to 75. I plan on listening to all your shows. Mm -hmm. I am a certified useless information groupie. Oh, okay. Yes, you're also a certified lunatic. (laughs) And we're certifiable, so thank you. No, but then she had a question. She's a very, this is a very long email. Thank you, Doreen. It's very, very nice. And she's very gratifying to to us and and telling us how wonderful we are. And we do love it because it makes us feel good about ourselves, the lowly persons that we are. Uh But anyway, she says she heard that it snows in Florida. Does it snow in Southwest Florida? Well, Doreen, I'm going to tell you. Yes, it does snow sometimes in Florida, in certain parts of Florida. Jacksonville, Florida, sometimes gets some snow. The Florida Panhandle sometimes gets some snow in odd times, but not a lot. Southwest Florida, I'm down here for 20 years. I have never seen it snow. I think one time they had a frosting down here that looked like snow. But no, we are in a very tropical uh, path. So our weather is like almost like it would be in the Bahamas. (laughs) It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely horrible as I sit in minus 25 degrees Celsius weather. Go on, you
0: know it's really screwed up when I say to my wife, "Let's go on a cruise," and she's like, "Why? We have that every day." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. poor things. You're spoiled. Mm.
1: <laughs> so that's right. You go to our website, nickandroy.com. New
0: spoiled batard.
1: If you're all, for all you spoiled people out there, we'll spoil you with. Uh, back uh, episodes of Totally Useless Information, yeah. a complete library. and Listen uh, to Doreen, everybody, and do it. Exactly. NickAndRoy.com. And now for something completely useless. Remember in school you used to have those loose leaf papers and you used to have like the, the margins mm-hmm. on either side of the paper? There's, sure. a, there's a reason for it. And you're thinking maybe because they want us to write between the lines because they want it to look neat and tidy. Yeah, that helps, but no, that's not the reason why. Mm-hmm. Most people think that the margins on the ruled paper are meant to le- le- for us to leave a space for notes even on the side, but no, the reason why the margins are there is because they were added to the notebooks because back in the day, it was used to protect the paper. Why? Rats were a common household problem and they would chew away at the edges of the paper. So Mm. the wider margins meant your notes would be safe in the center of the page because whatever you wrote on the outside of those margins were gone because these rats would literally eat the edges of the paper. Wow. Keeping the margins is what we're telling you. Do you
0: think the rats got excited if they ate a Playboy magazine? (laughs) They did. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do you get the next edition of Play Rodent? Playboy, that's right. And then they, they light up a cigarette right afterwards. Yeah, that was a good one. Did you see the centerfold? On I, I have a totally useless one. Yes. Because Nick's was definitely useless. Right. You chew bubblegum, Nick? Often, yes. Okay. Well, chew your bubblegum next time until you no longer taste the sugar. If you get anything out of this show, folks, listen to me now and listen up. Chew your bubblegum till it doesn't have any more sweetness or taste to it. Oh. And then blow the bubble. Because the bubble gum, the actual material the bubblegum is made out of, expands to make the bubble. But all the other ingredients, like the flavors and the sugars, do not expand. So when you put the bubblegum in your mouth first, it doesn't expand very well. It's not until you've ingested all the other materials on that bubblegum that it will blow a nice big bubble. So chew until you don't taste anymore and then blow a bubble. Give that a try while you're microwaving your money. (laughs) 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 Well, we've come to that part of the show
1: that everyone has loved, and thank you for all of your support on this one, but today on the show we talked about dreams, we talked about money, and we talked about history. It's time for the news.
0: And now, from around the corner and around world this is tui news
1: thinking of selling your farts in a jar before you let it rip did you catch wind of how stephanie maddow's venture into the gas business resulted in a visit to the hospital
0: Wait, Stephanie Maddow, she's from 90 Day, what is she from?
1: She's from that TV show, 90 Day Fiance.
0: I've seen her, I saw her, she goes to Australia or something to meet up with some female. She's a um, uh, um, a lesbian. Right, and a well-read lesbian is a thespian.
1: Now, you may wonder why anyone would buy her farts, you know, because why her farts are special more than anyone else's. Well, she mm-hmm. has over 100,000 followers on TikTok mm-hmm. and over 375,000
0: subscribers on her YouTube channel. Does she sell them in little jars? Yes. Why are there so many little jars behind you <laughs> Behind me? <laughs> yeah, they're
1: behind me. Well, listen, in order for me to research
0: this... They were behind her, too, <laughs> I'll tell you that. But go ahead. It's another story. But.
1: It was. I was researching for the show, right? Because, you know, we just don't, you know, rip and read. We just don't read everything we see on the internet. No, we no, yeah, we so let as, them rip. As part of, <laughs> it gives new meaning to rip and read. Yeah, okay, and then jar it. So at some if point... If I can make
0: money on that, I'm screwing a few jars right now
1: on. <laughs> absolutely. At some point, she became a self-described fartrepreneur. Oh. Which can happen when you you follow when you pass gas, and it's more of your passion than anything else. Who buys this, Nick? Listen, uh, the she was the director of Cuts the Cheese. Okay, is now, that the name of the company? Cuts the Cheese. That's she's that's what she's self proclaimed as cutting
0: the cheese. I don't know. Oh uh, this, this gets the more and more disgusting. Now, while she seemed to be making
1: money relatively easily, hand over butt. She soon ran into some supply and demand issues. Talk, talk about supply chain problems. You may yeah. not think of farts as a, scar- as a scarce commodity, but especially if your significant other or roommate regularly sticks up the room. Oh, so the roommate's there while she's doing business, so to speak. That's right. Everyone farts, (laughs) according to the United Kingdom. But she's not
0: really good at what she does because, see, if you could smell it in the room, she's wasting a lot of it. It belongs in the jar.
1: The average is 5 to 15 times a day is the average that people
0: fart. Uh, this made me a knock. Not me. Not me. Sometimes <laughs> I <laughs> fart two, three hundred times a day. Wow, boy. I farted right now. You couldn't hear it. it no. Like, wait, hold no, on. No, I'll move the microphone. <laughs> okay. There you go. I just made ten bucks. classy. <laughs> she
1: was producing up to 50 fart jars a week. Oh, no. And that's quite a lot of uh, flancholence. well yeah, l- she probably hurt herself. So, yeah. So, apparently, Matto changed her diet to give her body more gas. Uh-huh. And it was in high fiber, living off, living off of beans and eggs. And we all love beans and eggs. When she realized that consuming protein shakes and it would make her fart smell worse, she added them to the mix.
0: Oh, that'll that'll do you in. Absolutely. What she should have did is she should get out of that business and become an analyst. <laughs> Besides, she says,
1: who wants farts that doesn't smell that bad? And because she forced herself to fart...
0: She had, was sent to hospital. She's better now, but she's How gone. could she give, like, a money-back guarantee? If you open the jar, there's nothing left, I guess, after that. You couldn't complain and say it was not smelly enough. Well, we're not saying anything that happened in the Postal Service, but maybe
1: someone opened it up and, you know, enjoyed it on the way to their home. Like,
0: most people buy beautiful potpourri and smelly sprays. Well, who buys a fart? Not only
1: that, but imagine because sometimes, like when you send a a, a, uh, a valuable package or something, and you put insurance on it, could you imagine uh, what's mm-hmm. the valuable? What's the value of what's
0: in the jar? Oh yeah, think about that. They're glass. They're exactly. fragile. Exactly. And think about the poor delivery man. He drops a whole box of it. Boom. Boom. There you <clears> go. <throat> While well,
1: speaking of dropping the box, this is the. Uh, this is the end of our program for today Uh, this is the end of totally useless information for this episode next week we have a special guest and the week after that is going to be our celebration of 100 uh, episodes so stay tuned for that but in the meantime we will go and scour the internet and other sources
0: to gather as much totally useless information for you guys and we will find as many fart jokes as we can actually find (laughs) listen to (laughs) Nick and Roy they're a gas yeah exactly and, and really, if anybody's tested one of those out, please email us at nickandroy.com. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I need yeah. to know if somebody. And we'll keep your name anonymous. Yeah. But I yeah. want to know what it was like. Okay? Yeah. So there you go. So, so yeah. until we talk to you again, we need you to tell a friend about the trend. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening.
1: Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy is a production of nickandroy.com. Visit nickandroy.com to access the full library of episodes or
0: wherever you get your podcasts.